Amen. Hey, let's, let's just keep on this flow for a minute. Get going in the Word of God. Okay, just just dive in there and start. You just you know find find some scripture. You know, take a verse that you'll hear today. I don't know where you get it, but find one and start weaving it into the fabric of your being, and and, and get it in there till it starts talking back. Man, I'm telling you, it's vital. See, a lot a lot of us uh, a lot of us what we do is we listen to messages and think that that's getting the word. No, that's listening to a message. Mark 4, 24, in the Amplified, it says, The level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back. Virtue is power. Remember when Jesus said, Hey, I just felt virtue leave my body. That's power. That's the ability to produce results. See, you, 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 you got you to be, be working it into you. Don't cheat yourself. I said, don't cheat yourself. Because God's word has the power to change everything. But it, but it has to start by changing you. See, if you think about it, what the intention of God, the heart of God, the will of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God is, is, is to rescue you from an end result that is not good. We, we became separated from man or from God. Right? Separated. That, that's death. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. It's just separation. And, and God had a, a perfect plan, and he sent Jesus to bring us back into oneness with him. Right? To reconnect us, to, to, to get us back, to, to change our end result. See, what you're going through right now, what you're going through right now, and, and maybe, maybe where you've landed right now, and you're looking at it, and, and, and it's not good. It's, it's not where you want to stay. That's all right. God can change the end result. But in order to sustain it, see, so, well, God, if he's all powerful. Why can't he just change everything right now? And, and why, you know, man, there are times that that's what I'm looking for with God. Hurry up. Didn't work. Okay. And we want him to change it. But if he changed the end result, but we didn't change our character, we couldn't sustain it. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like old hat stuff. But think about it. You know, people who win the lottery. And don't you find it interesting? You know, this, this lady that just won whatever, you know, she took the lump sum, only $140 million or something like that. And, and, uh, but, they, but they interview all of these lottery winners, and, and, and they say, you know, and so many of them say, that's the worst thing that ever happened to me. Why? Because, see, see, and, and you got to understand, one of the strategies of the enemy is that if he can't prevent you, he will promote you. If he can't keep you living in poverty, then he'll give you so much prosperity that you don't have the character, and, it, it, and it'll kill you. See, and a lot of us, a lot of us, we're asking God for things that we won't develop our, our soul man to, to have the ability to, to, to contain it. If God answered your prayer, it would actually hurt you. So, you, you, you know, if you're asking God for big things, you better be letting God do big things in you. Right, because he has to change. He has to change your character so that you can contain the end result. And, and your character, all that, all that is, is 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 the result of of your habits. And a habit is just simply something that you can do without thought. You just do it without thought, man. It's just part of you, and boom, there it is, and it's right, it's there. You know, you know, habits are crazy. Anybody relate? You know, Shelby will tell me, hey, uh, on the way home, pick up a gallon of milk. Got it. And when I get to the house and use the roundabout to turn around to go back because I forgot, you know, how did I get to the house? I don't even know. I'm just there. And if you're, if you're not alert, see, you know, you, you won't be changing these habits. And you have to change those habits if you're going to have the character that's going to tie you to the end that God declared at the beginning. 
And so, so in order to change the habits, then, then you have to change the actions that you're doing consistently. So you have to start doing something different. You have to start acting differently. Do not think for a minute that you're going to change an end result, but you're not going to act any different. You're going to be acting different. Okay, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, well, you know, and, and these, these habits, you know, and I, I was raised in church. Everybody think, well, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to talk about smoking. Because, you know, smoking is a bad habit. I, honestly, I'll light you up. I don't care if you smoke. I grew up in church, and, 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 and maybe this is just, a, you know, a, a dilly bob in my world, because I grew up in a church that's smoking. That's all they ever talked about. It's like their mandate from God was to put camel out of business. And... And what's weird is, here's what's weird about smoking. Nobody smokes. Nobody. Not, yeah, I can feel it. Can you feel it in the room? Yes, I do. No, you don't. You don't smoke. Cigarettes smoke. You're just the sucker on the other end. It's okay. <laughs> it's a bad joke, but it's one of my favorites, you know. And, and, uh, uh, the, don't limit the power of God to stupid habits. Man, those, those things will take care of themselves if, if, if your life habits, you know, remember when he said, hey, I'm putting in front of you life and death, blessing and cursing. Build a habit that draws on a blessing. You know, it's, it's a lifestyle habit, man. And, you know, I don't need another level of life. I need a new lifestyle altogether. And in order to get that, I got to act different, which means I got to make different choices, because, you know, the actions are just the result of my choices. And in order to make different choices, I got I, I to gotta feel different. Because every choice you make is based on your feeling. If you feel good about something, you're going to make a good choice. If you feel bad, you're going to make a bad choice. So I got to let God change the way I feel, which means he has to change the way I think. In order for God to change the way I think, I got to have God's word because every thought, every thought, you know, you hear a word, what happens? You have a mental picture. You, the word, the words turn into thoughts. The thoughts turn into emotions. The emotions are making choices. The choices are determining actions. Consistent action is building habit. Habits developing character. Character ties you to an end result. So you've got to get God's word in you to the point that, that it's actually talking back. It's ch- if, you're, if you're not thinking different, if you don't act any different now than you did six months ago, you have not been in the word enough. Because he, I'm telling you that God's plan for you is better than what you're getting, right? I mean, I mean you know, and what you got might be better than what you have, but where you're going is a lot better than where you're at. And, and, you know, your final outcome is better than your current condition. And I don't care where you're at. God's going to take you to a better, from glory to glory. Here's his plan. is to just keep moving us. And we're getting stronger and stronger. We're getting better and better. But we got to have his word, man. Every day you can't back off the word. Because the only way, the only way that God can produce in you is to speak to you. This is how he works. He's, he speaks his word. It's the creation process. And I know a lot of us are, are, you know, we got this. We understand the creation process. But let's just make sure everybody's caught up, you know, because to me, to me, sometimes this is like old hat. This is elementary stuff. And, and, and but yet last night I had people who have been around for years come up and act like this the first time they ever heard it. So I'm going to repeat it. Okay. Here's God's creation process. If you go study creation, this is, this is how it works. One, he decides what he wants. Two, he speaks to what he wants it to come from. Three, what he speaks comes out of what he speaks to. Four, what he speaks has to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. He decides what he wants. He decides where he wants to come from. He speaks to what he wants to come from. What he speaks comes out of what he speaks to. And what he speaks has to remain attached to what he spoke to. Got it? 
There's going to be a test. You can't leave the building if you don't know this process. Okay. No ice cream for you. Okay. Oh, my God. Let's learn it. Okay. So he decides what he wants. He decides where he wants it to come from. He speaks to what he wants it to come from. What he speaks comes out of what he spoke to, and what he speaks has to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. They're, they're hanging out in heaven. What should we do? Let's make some stuff. Oh, what do you want to make? I know, I know, grass. Cool. Let's make grass. Where do we want it to come from? I don't know. What do we have a lot of? We got a lot of dirt. Well, let's make it out of dirt. So he speaks to the dirt, but he doesn't look at the dirt and say dirt, because if he looked at the dirt and said dirt, he'd just have more dirt. So he looks at the dirt and he says grass, and up out of the dirt pops grass. Do a genetic study of grass. What is it? Dirt. Separate grass from dirt. What happens? It dies. So he decided what he wanted. He decided where he wanted to come from. He spoke to what he wanted to come from. What he spoke came out of what he spoke to. And what he spoke had to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. Let's, let, let, let's get deeper. Let's, let's, let's make something bigger. That was, that was really cool. Look at how that happened. Let's make something else. So what do you want to make? Cattle. Okay, let's make, let's make cattle. What should we make cattle out of? Dirt. Okay, so he speaks to the dirt. Same dirt, different word. Cattle. <laughs> Up out of the dirt comes cattle. But we got to keep cattle connected to dirt lest it die. So what's it going to do? It's going to eat grass. Hello? You guys want to get real creative? <laughs> let's do this thing. Let's, let's make fish. What are we going to use? Watery dirt. Right? So he speaks to the watery dirt. <laughs> and there's fish. Separate them. What happens? They die. Then it comes down to, to making man man. He's going to speak to the dirt? No, no. Human is two words. Humus and man. Put together to make one word. Human. Humus, dirt. That's, that's this body. You, this, you know, you are a three-part being, right? You are a spirit who lives in a body who possesses a soul. Okay, so, so you, this part, dirt. But you, you're a spirit. Where'd that come from? He spoke to himself. Man, right out of God. You and God. Man, made in his image and in his likeness. You come, you come right out of God. Well, Lucifer had a major issue with this. Because all of a sudden, man has taken the spot that he's always wanted. So he makes his way into the garden because you are at one with God. You are at one with yourself. You are at one relationally. You are at one with nature. And so the enemy comes in to bring division and, and to split that thing up and to separate, to bring separation so that you're, you're not at one with God anymore. You're not at one with yourself anymore. You're not at one relationally anymore. You're not at one with nature anymore. You are separated. You're broken. And Jesus' plan is to bring restoration and it is to reconnect us so that we can be one again. Jesus, in the book of John, in the 17th chapter, we don't have time. They're not going to put it up here. But you can, you know, I would encourage you to just read the entire Bible. But I would encourage you to get that chapter and study. Jesus makes some interesting statements in there. When he's, and it's a prayer. He's praying this prayer. And he's talking, obviously, to God. And he says, hey, I'm not praying for the world. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? You got Jesus praying. He goes, I ain't praying for the world. I'm praying for these that you've given to me. That they might be one. Just like you and I are one. 
Because if they ever become one, I don't have to pray for the world. If, if they become one, they'll win the world. And, and that's what, that's what Jesus is praying. That, that, that's what, that's what the heart of God's about is that there would be restoration, that we would be one. Cause if we ever become one, man, changing the world's an easy thing from there. But the enemy, he's trying to bring separation and isolation and, and, and he's trying to split and separate and, and God and, and his love and his mercy and his grace. Think about it. He's just trying to pull things back together and reunite and, 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 and revive and restore and, and, and re- refresh and renew. You know, God's favorite prefix, re, means to bring back to the original state of. I kind of like words. Words are cool. Prefix is a grammatical stem out of the beginning of a word to change the meaning of that word. So when God is going to renew you, he's not making you new again. He's bringing you back to the original state that you were created to be in. When he revives, it's not like you get a new life. No, you get the life you were supposed to have in the beginning. Repent. Repent. It's actually two prefixes put together to make a word. We think repent is to turn around and go the other way. That's half right. Okay, that's half right. Because you're thinking, I was going that way, and if I repent, now I'm going that way. It's, it's the wrong axiom. Repent. Re, bring back to the original. Pent is the prefix that means top of. So penthouse, the top one. To repent is get back up on top again. See, the enemy is trying to press you and break you and push you out of your position that you have in Christ. But if you will repent, you, you will no longer be under the weight of that. You, you're back up on top again. But the only way, listen, the only way God can work in you is to speak his word to you. See, because God decides what he wants. And then he decides where he wants it to come from. And then he speaks to what he wants it to come from. And what he speaks comes out of what he speaks to so you have to let God's word speak to you. I, I hope you are hearing today and not listening because this has the power to change everything. If you will receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, it has the power to save your soul. The soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. I'm telling you, you keep going down that line, you're not just making your choices, but it's going to change the way that you act. It's going to change the habits. It's going to change the character. and It's going to change the end result. But you have to let the word of God speak to you. See, if it's not speaking to you, it can't bring anything out. How do I have faith to believe for that? Well, the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith cometh by hearing. I mean, hello, somebody. Faith comes by hearing. So, so, and hearing is not listening to. Hearing, hearing is, 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 is again, it's is developing the understanding. Oh, that's where he's taking me. And, and, and you begin to align with his purpose and with his plan. Because I'm telling you that, that, that God, that, you know, I mean, just think about this thing. The promises of God are amazing. It, Psalms 119, verse 140. I got that one right. Psalms 119, verse 140. It says that all your promises, I think I have it, all your promises are tested. They're tested. They're, they're, hey, they've been ran through that thing. And guess what? That's why I love them. Because they don't fail. They don't break down. They don't crack under pressure. God's word does not return into him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth. 
His word is going to produce. In Luke, it says, no word from God will ever fail. See, there's a difference from having a word from God and having the word of God. Because we walk around with the word of God. There ain't a whole lot of stuff changing. Come on, you've had one of these in the back seat of your car for like 19 years. You still drive like a maniac. Of course, that could be biblical because it says in here that he driveth furiously. Talking about Jehu. But, uh, you know, who knows? But, but you know, you, 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 got it, you, you got seven or eight copies at the house. It, but, but there's still chaos in the house. Why isn't, it, why isn't it producing? Because you have to receive it. You have, you have to receive it like a seed going into the fertile soil that's being watered and cared for and producing fruit. You, you, this is not a bag of, or, or, a, or a book of rules, man. This is a bag of seed. And this seed can produce life. This seed can produce health. This seed can produce prosperity. This seed can produce peace. But you got to get in the ground. Well, isn't it interesting that he said the sower sows the word. So the sower sowing the word. But in order for seed to produce, you know, talk to, you know, Alachoa and ask him how a seed works. Well, you take the seed. I don't have all of this down. Al, Al, Al's the guy. He can talk. He can talk to you about temperature and about all that stuff and how to make the you know. The, but here's what I know is that you have to get the seed out of the bag and into the dirt, right? Because you know, uh, how many of you guys like popcorn, dude? I'm thinking popcorn's one of God's gifts to mankind, right? Especially that cheesy stuff. Okay, just saying. But but you know, buttery, hot. Wonderful popcorn. Selah. Just stop and think about it for a minute. But if you, if you, and you, and dude, you know what's good? Because it's like $39 at the movie theater. (laughs) Hello? I mean, do you understand that people will actually put it on their credit card? They'll reach into their future and pull into their present so that they can have some popcorn. Anyways, that's a financial peace thing. Get there, get get free. Okay, but uh, uh, think about it. What what would happen? What would happen if the lady, if she said, "I want a large popcorn," and she said, uh, "You want that buttery?" Oh, oh yeah. Don't withhold withhold not thy butter, lest thy surely shall die. And, and and so she's like pumping the butter on there, and she turns around and hands you this bag, and it's just it's just kernels. You know, that's not enjoyable. Well, see, the seed that's never been in the dirt doesn't produce the joy. Hello? Matter of fact, it's hard to eat. It's hard to take. You've got to get this into the soil of your heart. Hello, somebody. You need to hear so God can work in you. Okay? Philippians 2.13 We hit on this last week that God is working in you. Is that amazing? God. Now, we're talking about the guy who made the grass, the guy who made the cattle, the guy who made the fish, the guy. We're talking about God. And now he's working in you. And it's really important to understand that in order for him to work in you, how's he going to, what's the tool he's going to, he's going to use the word. Well, he'll, he'll do something different in my life. No, he won't. In order to work in you, he's going to give you the word. Okay? And, and, and not only is he working you, but he's, he's giving you 
the desire. Where's the desire going to come from? We'll, we'll see if you receive with meekness the ingratitude word of God. It has the power to change your desires. Right? And now your, your desires will begin to line up. He's not trying to rip you off. He's trying to lift you up. Okay, and, and he's trying to empower you, and he's going to position you to win, but he's going to use his word to do it, and his word is going to actually give birth to desire. And then he's going to give you the power, the power, I'm telling you, the power, the power to produce results, the power to, to see the production of God's promises in your life. It's going to come through the word, but you have to allow this word to speak to you. You, you have to get it. You have to hear it because the last thing you want, see, when it comes down to the promises of God, here's, here's one of our problems is that when it comes to the promises of God, we are more than ready to settle for like a third of it. I'll just take a part of that. God doesn't want you to have a part of it. He wants you to get the whole deal. Okay, the whole deal. You got to get this today. That, that what I need to do is start, you know, because, you know, we make stupid statements like, well, I've heard that before. You know, you hear a message, you know. And again, man, being raised in church, trust me, I've heard a bunch of them. Okay, and, and, and we weren't just raised in church. We had a tent, and we traveled, and we did services twice a day. We did a revival one time, lasted one year. Twice a day for a year. Well, that's kind of a lie, because we did take one day off. You know, I've been in church. I have heard messages. I've heard great preachers. And, and I'm going to tell you something, you know, that, that, that quite often you'll hear a guy read a scripture reference, and, and you, have to, you have to guard your heart. You have to guard the way you think, because you'll think, uh, yeah, I've heard that. Well, faith don't come from heard. Faith comes from hearing, right? I mean, don't, don't, don't rip yourself off today because, you know, how, how many have ever eaten lunch before? Come on, hold your hand up if you've ever had lunch. Let people look around the room and see it. Okay, so you don't need it today, right? You don't need lunch, so I'll just preach till 1, 1.30. Right. Why? Well, because you've eaten before, so you don't need it. Well, of course you're going to eat again. You know, why? Well, because it, it's, that's how I get my strength, right? This is how your spirit man gets his strength. And, 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 and if you don't, if you don't let it speak to you, then, then you'll be, you'll be sitting here thinking God is working in me. And you look around the room and you go, sucks to be you. Cause God's working in me and he's given me passion. My passions are lining up. He's given me power. And, and all of a sudden you'll see, you'll, you'll see yourself and begin to be separated from everybody else. And that is not the heart of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, nor the will of God. See, it is true that God is working in you. It is very, very, very true that God is working in you. But a lot of you don't know who you is. I mean, it's bad enough that we have three images. We have a perceived image, a projected image, and a true image. God's only dealing with one of those. You do realize that God cannot anoint your projected image. The projected image is the, is the picture of you that you put out that you hope everybody will like. The perceived image, you know God doesn't anoint that one because most of the time when you talk to people about their perceived image, it's not a very good one. It's what you think everybody thinks about you. The only, the only you that gets anointed is the true you, the, 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 your, your true identity. That's why you've you, you got to stop trying to be somebody. 
And, and you got you got to just embrace you. You just got to thank God that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank God that I am his trophy. Thank God that I am the one that he bled and died and rose again for because he came to save me. He, he, he came to deliver me. He came to redeem me. Not some one of me. Me. Messed up. Screwed up me. Hello? You know, uh, if you are ever under the impression that any of us, including myself, are like really right on, perfect, you're weird. Okay? With all the flaws, with, with, all, the, with all the chinks, with all the cracks, guess what? God, he's loving me. Okay? And he's loving you. And you just got to embrace that. But, but see, but see, even with that, even with that, even if you embrace, okay, this is who I am. Uh, you know, I am who I am by the grace of God. Yes. And then God is working in you. You still might not know who you are. Uh, Exodus chapter 6. It, it's, it's like the promises of God. Man, we got, we got to get this. The promises of God are so stinking awesome. Hello, somebody? I mean, it's awesome, but you get, okay, we want to understand the heart of God, the will of God, the plan of God. From the beginning of time, this has kind of been his plan. And, 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 and he said, can we, can we put that one up? Is it there? Therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord. I will bring you out. Well, here's the plan of God. God's going to bring you out. We call it salvation. I will bring you out. Is that awesome or what? God, God said, I'm going to bring you out. Out. Look, look, look what he said. And, and uh, I will free you. Oh, you, you got to get this. See, not see. I will free you. That's deliverance. So, so I will bring you out. That's salvation. I will free you. That's deliverance. I thought they're the same thing. No way. Freedom is like, hey, the, he got them out of Egypt. Now he's got to get Egypt out of them. How many of you have ever met a Christian that had an issue? Just look straight forward right there. Don't go, okay, that's not good. <laughs> we all got stuff. You know, I don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. Hypocrites are everywhere. Okay? But he's not only going to bring you out. And let me tell you something. The grace of God is not some blanket that you're hiding your sin under. The, the grace of God is not some, some decision that God's made to look the other way when you screw up. The grace of God is not a license for you to do whatever you want because God don't care. No, the grace of God is an empowering agent that enables you to do what you could have never done without his grace. And the grace of God is a violent force designed to bring you out. Man, I, I, you know, I, something bothers me about this real timid, quiet, religious thing. We're all trying to fit in so we don't offend anybody. If Jesus came to church today, he would irritate all of us. We, we'd be offended. You know, read the book. He just went around offending people, except for sinners. They kind of liked him. That's an interesting thought, but a different message. I've got to hurry. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to bring you out. Look, look what he says. I will redeem you. I will redeem, to redeem, to buy back with a purpose. There's a purpose on, on redemption. There's a, there's a reason. See, there's a gift in you. There's a calling on your life. There, there's something in you that God wanted to bring to the body. And, and that's what redemption's all about. And, and he said, and, 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 I, and I'm going to redeem you with mighty acts of judgment. Look at verse 7. He said, and I will take you as my own people. Man, he's going to bring you into a life of fulfillment, okay? So he's going to bring you out, salvation. He, he's going to deliver you. He, he's going he's to free you, right? Deliverance. He's going to redeem you. He's got a call. 
on your life. And, and, and he's, he's going to be your God and you're going to find fulfillment. Okay. But, and so God is working in you. Get, get this. You got to hear it, right? You got to hear it so it can bring forth. You got to receive it so, so that the seed can bring fruit. Okay. So God's working in you. Well, you do know that when he says you, he's not exactly talking to you, but he's talking to you. Right? So today, as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. So when God says, I'm working in you, see, we we got to let it bring us back to oneness. Because he's going to bring you out. It's not enough that I get out. i got to make sure you get out. Because I, I, I'm going to deliver you. See, I'm not really free until you are free too. Hello? I'm going to redeem you. Isaiah 43, it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. But you, man... I'm not me alone. Come here. You don't have to say nothing else. Just come here. Just guys. Just come here. Just right there, just, just lift your hands up. See, they're, 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 he wants to bring you out. He wants to deliver you. Hello? He wants to redeem you. He, 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 he wants you to be his people. God, right now in Jesus' name, we just release the deliverance. We release it. Be set free in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm telling you that what God's doing is is he's bringing oneness. And, and, and there needs to be an embrace. And there needs to be a celebration. And, and, and you know, as, as they just minister to her by the Spirit, let me minister to you for a minute. So you can't, you can't look at yourself as isolated and separated. And, and you can't allow the promises of God to be individual. you got to understand that today we, we are becoming more free as God liberates her. That we are becoming more whole as God's healing you. That we are receiving life as God's pouring life into somebody on the other side of the room. Come on, somebody. you got to understand that what God's doing, is it's about you, but it's bigger than you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Freedom. My God. Listen, just, just right where you are for just a minute. Just, just don't even move, but just for a second, just close your eyes for a second. And see, some of you, you're in the room and, 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 and there's bondage in your life. And you got to understand that God's not trying to manipulate you. He's not trying to control you. He's trying to free you. And we need you to allow freedom to reign. 
Man, we, we, you, you know, uh, uh, Paul in, in Ephesians chapter 4, he said, I'm begging you to live the life, walk the life worthy of this call. I'm begging you. Why? Because your walk impacts all of us. Right? It impacts this city. Our ability to, to, to allow oneness to come. The enemy is trying to divide. He's trying to get you to look across the room, see people you don't like. He's trying to get you to see, you know, situations or, or, or characteristics that bother you. No, 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 we're one. We're one. We can't, there ain't nothing we can do about it. Right? And we, we know, trust me, I know you got stuff. That's not the issue. You got to know I got stuff. That's not the issue. The issue is Jesus said, man, I'm praying, Father, that they would be one. That they just be one. That they, that they, why? So that they could be brought out. So that they could be delivered. So that they could be redeemed. So that they could be your people. You know, maybe, maybe God's, maybe God's stirring in you. And you realize that, man, I, I just, I just, I, I need freedom. You know, there's people around you that, that uh, it, it could be that your breakthrough is two rows up and three chairs to the left. Why? Because God's working in you. But sometimes the you isn't like right here. It's up and over one. You know, sometimes the God working in you, the strength that you have for all things, it's not, it's not in you. But yet it's in you. No wonder the enemy's trying to separate you from you. No wonder he's trying to trying to pry you off and get you to go live by yourself and be 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 isolated and try to cover your stuff. Don't let anybody. Don't trust anybody. Hey, I get that. Trust me. You better be seated for just another minute. Listen, this this church thing. This church thing is crazy stuff. You you can let that play for a little bit if you want. I'm good. It'll help me remember to close. I love to close. Sometimes I do it for 45 minutes. Um, but but here's the deal. You know, being, being raised in church, you know, church people are crazy. I love God. I love Jesus. Man, I, me and the Holy Spirit are tied. Me, me and church people. You know, because I, church people have been part of, our, part of my existence. And, uh, you know, and... and you know, it's just kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't know if you can understand, but you know, uh, to be raised by, by a minister and, and a guy who's pouring his life out for everybody he can, and and you know, and just in an instant, people that you've invested in will will separate from you because they don't like something. It's and it's kind of unfair because like we don't get to do that. Now I'm not wanting you to feel sorry for me. I just want you to understand the picture. Okay, because see, you, some of you guys today could be your last day. But we'll be here. You know, and so it's hard to trust people that don't have to come back. You feel me? And so there's a there's a wall that comes up. I really one of the things I got uh, during the women's conference, it's really odd that they had a women's conference, you know, a ladies' event, and you had to pass a physical to get in, and several of us guys made it. Just saying, uh, but but we, we we were here and uh, I'm just, that's another message. But um, but during that conference, you know, uh, Pastor Wendy uh, uh, was, was sharing and she and she just talked about you know her experiences in that and that uh, that uh, that it's so easy, you know, because when we come, I got to tell you something. I don't hold nothing back. 
You know, so you just pour it all out. And so you, you, you end up right after service, you're, you know, you know, you might not want to talk to me about if you're really touchy, you know, emotionally, you might not want to come address me right after service because I'm fired up. And, and you know, and, uh, but, but, you know, it, but, but, but empty. Cause I, you know, it's not like I got something in the back tank. No, I'm going to go get that in just a minute. But, but right now we're empty. But if, if we're not careful, we end up going through life the, the, with the cups upside down. And, and when the cup's upside down and then people start making decisions and saying things and, you know, and you start seeing through that weird thing. And, and it just made really good sense to me that that's, that, you know, quite often, you know, uh, you need somebody in your life. I really believe that you need somebody in your life who can look at you and tell you, turn over. You know, it might even be, you know, have you seen the Snicker bar commercials? Those are awesome. You might want to just walk around with stickers in your pocket here. You need that right about now. Because, you know, because when, when you're empty, you start operating out of, out of you. But if, if you can turn it over, you could, you could draw on you. Uh, I want to show you a picture real quick because it's, it's uh, uh, just where we are. And, and I, you know, I'm sorry I'm going over a little bit today. But, but, but God's doing something, and, and, and I'm struggling in my spirit because, I, I, you know, hey, I should probably wrap up real quick. But I need you to see something. Because, because where God's taken us, see, we're we're at a, we're at a very interesting place in in our history. Because you know we're at a spot where uh, you would think momentum is up and, and things are thriving, but the reality is is that we're the old people in a new place, and God needs to change us so that we're new people. Because it's, it's not about the place; it's about the people. And, and through the, the process of getting here, a lot of us have been poured out. We're, we're empty, and we got to get turned back over, and we have to be able to draw strength from you, right? And so I, I just want to show you this because of the time and, and the season that we're in. Uh, because you know, October is Pastors Appreciation Month, you know, and and, uh, and look what you guys have done, and look what you guys have done. And Shelby, come here real quick. And, and and you know, we are honored to stand in in the place that we stand. And if you're looking for perfect pastors, they're at a different church. Okay? Matter of fact, if you're looking for a perfect church, this isn't it. We were really close, then you showed up. But, um, sorry. Sometimes I have to say stuff. I just have to. It's, it's, okay, but, but, you know, we stand here and we're honored to stand in the spot. But I got to tell you something. The church doesn't happen. You know, the, the garden isn't thriving because of what we do. Right? Well, God's doing a work in you. He is. But you got to understand that you got to know who you is. Because it's not, you know, we are one. But we are not alone. Hello? So God starts adding people. You know, Lene, come up here real quick. And when I call, if I call your name, would you just like, like make, make it quickly? Um, because of time, because the length of the service is going to be blamed on you. And uh, <laughs> thank God I'm not alone anymore. Okay, but, but, but you know, uh, you know, because like uh, Keith and Lene, 20-some years of, of a connection, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and then you got, the, you got people like the Wilkerson's, come on, and, and people like the Goodies, come on, and you got, you got uh, Al and Diana Choa, C- come on up here, guys, uh, Al and Diana Choa, part of the trustees, and Joe and Glenda, would you please come, and, and, uh, uh, and I, I just got to tell you, you know, help, help me here, look at, look at, the lights are bright, and sometimes it's hard to see, and, and you know, really, we could have everybody up here, but I just need to make, I just need to make a picture that you can see, that you can relate to, that, uh, 
that, that, that you'll really understand. Um, you know, hey, um, dude, come here. Yeah. He's like, me? No, you. <laughs> you. Okay, hurry up, hurry up. Uh, your wife's working. But people who, you know, it's like, hey, this kind of like be signed, huh? Uh, where's the Brightmans? Uh, come on, Craig, come on. Uh, you, you know, uh, just different people that, that you know, okay, you, God's working in you. No, God's working in you. I mean, and, and again, we could keep drawing people. There could be a lot of people. There could be a lot of stuff up here. There could be a lot of folks. And, and I'm not a real big title guy. Matter of fact, you don't have to call me Pastor Tom. You get to. No, that's a joke. Okay. Um, you, you know, I'm not going to call you Plumber Bob. You know, and, and, and we don't hand out, we, you know, you don't really hand out a lot of titles, you know. This is your elder. This is your pastor. Well, why? Because when sometimes you give that to people, and, and you know, one of the things we've learned is that with the title, there's this level of, uh, of it's not just the responsibility, because these people carry responsibility very well, but it's like a target. And, and I'm going to tell you something. There's a warfare involved in this stuff and that, that a lot of people never really quite grasp. But if it weren't for, there's people up here that if they weren't here, we wouldn't be here. You know, you, you want to honor somebody for the for the month. You know, uh, if this is Pastor's Appreciation Month. Thank you. Okay, got it. Uh, d- we don't need a card. Don't need a plaque. Um, really, we have no needs. But you want to honor us, recognize the you that God's working in. Because, you know, when it, when it comes to elders and leaders and pastors, they're right here. And, and, and there's more. You know, and so, you know, and please don't, 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 well, I should have been up there. You, you are up here because what we do and where we go is God working in you. And if we can get this, if we, if we, if we can have a revelation that, uh, you know, Hey, when you, when, when you look at somebody say, I think he's talking to you, but, but when you, when you come, see, we're not whole without you. And it's like a, there's a mind shift. I really believe that there's there's a mind shift that we need to embrace. That where God's taken us is that that uh, you know we we can't we can't you know can you imagine what it'd be like to to walk through life and, and Shelby say just do what you're gonna do I'll, I'll be right there that's I'm not going any farther than that you know it'd be like going through life broken. You know, or 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 if two or three of us were going this direction, but a couple others want to go that. You know, and, and, and the tension. And uh, see, if you and I can be one, we can win the world. And I'm not just talking about one in thought. I'm talking about one in action. You know, you know what I see when, when, I look, when I look in here and there's empty chairs? You know what I see is missed opportunities. It's last night at the close of the service. There was... Nine, ten people. Yeah, I need him. Every service, there's people who are responding to God. And sometimes I'm wondering, do we not see the empty chair? We could have brought anybody. And they might have been engrafted into you. See, I, I, I look at this and I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're, we're working together. You know the weekend services? You know what they're all about? The fact that God wants to bring you out. It's all about salvation. Our weekend services are not designed for church people. We, we could do this, you know, 
online or in a small group setting. No, this is, this is about uh, our opportunity for you to bring people who are far from God and get them here so that God can touch them, so that God can free them. And he's doing it. Has he not dim? I think God gave the greatest illustration today. That he can do it if you and I will do it. You know, if we do our part, he'll do his. Sometimes we get so busy trying to do his that we don't have time to do ours. We just need to do ours. We just need to lock shields and go together. And today, you know what? There might be situations in your life. There might be challenges that you're facing. There might be things where you need breakthrough, where you need strength, where you need encouragement. And I want you to know something, that we need you free. So if you are here today and and there's something in your life and it's like it's bigger than you, don't be shocked by that. We all, matter of fact, probably all of us have something going right now that's bigger than we are. And so we have to draw on each other. But if you're here today and it's like there's a pressure, there's there's a tension there, and and you know, man, I just, if God would just move, if God was working in me, if he could just settle that, if he could just give me strength there, if he could just bring me breakthrough right here, if he could just touch my life here. And if that's you today, right where you are, I just want you to stand your feet for minute man it's not going to kill you you can do it you got to have a backbone right you got you got look around the room there's people with needs right there's people with needs and, and we're going to pray together real quick and, and and i'm telling you that god's heart and god's passion and god's will and god's purpose is to bring you out and to deliver you and to redeem you so what i'm going to have what i'm going to have you do is is get out there with some of them and just go ahead, go right now. We're going to pray. And you just stand with them. And, 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 and guys, you know, you're part of you too. So what I want you to do is look around the room and make sure. I just want to make sure that there's no one person standing by themselves. You know, if there's a couple that are standing there, make sure that, make sure that you get with them. Come on, let's, let's be strength. Let's be life. Let's be hope. Let's, and, because there's power in you. There, there's an anointing in you. There, there, there is deliverance in you. And, and you can release it today. And, and guys, you gotta receive it. And you gotta let God work in you. And let's just pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you are doing a work in us. That you are bringing us out. That you are delivering us. I thank you for freedom right now. Every strategy of hell, we bind it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we refuse to give the, uh, the, the enemy an opportunity to lift his voice. We silence the enemy today. And, and, and we declare today that your people not only have, have, have been saved, but now they're being set free in the mighty name of Jesus. And there's a call on them. And, and Lord, there's a redemptive calling. And, and, and we, we celebrate that. And we release them to flow in their gifting and, and to be who you've called and created them to be. We thank you, Lord, that we're going we're gonna to walk in, in, into wholeness, in, in, into fulfillment. And, and we do that together. We do it together because you are our God. You are our King. You are our Lord. In Jesus' name. Come on, guys, give God a big praise, a big shout. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody shout, I'm free. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats one more minute. I want to pray one more prayer. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes today. And, uh, and if you're here, if you've been living separated from God, 
And you know what we call the sinner's prayer? I don't know. Maybe you prayed it a thousand times. Maybe you've never even heard of it. The question isn't, have you ever heard of the prayer? The question is, are you living separated from God? Maybe at one time you were tight, but something's happened. Well, let's get that right today before you leave. Maybe you've never truly surrendered to God. Let's make that happen today so that you can be one. I'm telling you that the prayer that Jesus prayed, you know, God, let him be one. Let them be whole. So today I just want to challenge you, and I'm not going to call you out. I don't want to have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what? I just need God in my life. I, I, I just need God to get real. I'm going to get real with God so God can get real in me. And I'm going to make this prayer that we're all going to pray. I'm going to make this prayer. I'm going to make it my prayer. And if that's you today, while nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up so I can just agree with you in prayer. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? I'm just, yeah, today is my day, and I'm getting my life right with Jesus today. This is what, this, God's here to bring you out. Would you let him? Would you, would you walk with him? Would you, would you just uh, allow him to, to pull you uh, to, up and, and get you back on your feet? Make this your prayer. Well, everybody here, pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for being my God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give God one more praise.